0: To the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. Holy smokes, Batman. It's Gaggle of Geeks with uh, Blake Howard and Sophie Lye.
1: <laughs> it's honking time. It's honking time. <laughs> This is the Gaggle of Geeks on 2SER, the podcast where we honk a lot about things we love, mainly pop culture.
0: Yes, it's your weekly Geekily, and it is me, Blake Howard. <laughs> and, and me, Sophie Lye. There we go. This this show, I've felt more like a beer than any other show we've done together. Yeah? Yeah. I just feel like, I just look down at the desk in 2SER yeah. studios like going, this could be significantly improved with a beer today. So, it's drinking a tea out of a keep cup, like a really good citizen.
1: Please, I'm really annoyed. So, I went down to like meet a friend thinking, oh, I'll just get a tea, you'll be fine. It cost me $4 for a Twinings tea bag. Uh, $4. What?
0: Bullshit.
1: So, I'm like trying to like. You know, make as much. This is like probably my third cut from the same tea bag because <laughs> four freaking dollars.
0: Twinings.
1: When I could have gotten a box for that. I would have no gone, price.
0: bullshit.
1: I thought it was like four dollars. Oh, is it one of your fancy T2 ones? Fine. No, it wasn't. Though we're not here.
0: We, to... call, we, we call bullshit on that tea bag. I
1: know. We're not here to sip the tea. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to chat pop culture and for your weekly geekly.
0: That is correct. And first up, The first lady of gaming. We're going to visit her latest cinematic outing with Tomb Raider. Have you seen Alicia Vikander, Like, like, working out for this movie?
1: No, but in that first opening scene where she's... Well, not in the opening scene, but in one of the first scenes where she's, like... In a boxing ring, just seeing how ripped she is. Yeah. In that time. Yeah. They like.
0: Oh my gosh. This is the last you need to even mention. She's just really shredded. Like she's there was a couple of um, interviews on Entertainment Tonight which have come out. Like in a few gra- screen grabs and stuff were up on the Twitters and whatnot. Mm. And there was some like really amazing stuff where she's like just doing these awesome chin ups and pull ups on um, Olympic rings, and she's just looking great. But let's. That's really all you need to know. Um, look, Tomb Raider.
1: She shredded. I don't want to be in a room with her if she's angry at me.
0: <laughs> You should beat the living shit out of you. Look, so here's a weird thing. Yeah. I have watched heaps of movies and yep. thought, man, wouldn't it be amazing if this movie had a game? Yeah. And like, I'm a Michael Mann obsessive. We've talked about it a couple of times, but like, imagine, you know, I, I find myself with his movies or like movies of that ilk going oh, wouldn't it be so cool to play, like, Red Dead Redemption as a character from Last of the Mohicans, you know, with a musket and a hatchet? Or wouldn't it be awesome if Heat was, like, a heist game like Grand Theft Auto? Like, wouldn't it be amazing <laughs> with those characters to, 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 you know, rob stuff? Um, the problem that video game adaptions always have is, like, a coin, I, I coined a term in a review a couple of years ago, and I just keep using it. It's, like, I call it auto-redundancy, mm-hmm. meaning that you play a rad game and yep. this this film is based off of the two thousand and thirteen game of the same name, which is kind of like the reboot of the of the Tomb Raider franchise.
1: And that one was an origin story yes. of sorts. Yeah, as well. it, it was a, it
0: was it was an origin story that they hadn't pursued in the games before. And I just feel like I I really wonder for hardcore gamers and huge fans of the franchise, and I'm only like a I'm only a passenger. I'm just a person who's you know gone through yep. whether watching the movie. Is actually like a lesser a lesser experience than playing the game because although this is a movie that they're taking really seriously, they've got good you know great cast, um, solid director. The screenwriters are, are clearly doing their work to adapt it as best they can. Um, Tomb Raider is kind of like it's a it's a very okay film, but I don't know if it is a good film. (laughs) So, um, I'm slightly conflicted on it. The story, just to give the gist of the synopsis, is that, you know, Lara Croft, who's played by Alicia Vikander, Oscar winner Alicia Vikander, she's been orphaned by her dad, Lord Richard Croft, who's played by Dominic West, McNulty from The Wire, if you're you're a fan. Um, And he, she's orphaned by him because he doesn't return home from an expedition and she goes through this tough patch of her life where she sort of denies her inheritance, denies everything that's connected to sort of a well-off life in order to just sort of be in denial like he has left her Um, and right at the moment where she sort of surrenders to the fact that he's probably dead, she gets a clue to this expedition, this final thing that he had to go and do and she discovers that his life's work has been uncovering sort of these mythical stories connected to death and so in the pursuit of finding her father's Last mission and seeing what happened to him, she kind of mm. gets entangled in his last mission, um, and some other sort of spooky things happen. Along with um, the uh, spooky organization known as the Trinity Organization, uh, and Walton Goggins is kind of at that last destination in the in the secret Devil's Waters near the in one of the islands of Japan. So she gets entangled in that, but yeah, I, look. There's a lot of things that are really good about this movie, and I don't want to I don't want to poo-poo it because it's really difficult when you're talking about a movie that's just solid, and it is absolutely solid. I think Vikander does a good job, and I think there are some really cool stunts. I think that sometimes the CGI money is like, how do we show that we don't have great special effects in this? We make it dark as hell so people can't take notice. But yep. overall, I think there's some really powerful moments. I think there's great emotional moments, uh, but I just. It wasn't a very fun movie, Soph. I didn't really smile, except for an amazing moment where Nick Frost comes in as, as oh a, cheeky, porn, as a <laughs> cheeky proprietor of a pawn shop and, and sort of flirts with Alicia Vikander. It's like one of the only beautiful moments of relief and levity in the movie. And so, yeah, Tomb Raider, you know, in summation... Is a very solid film. Um, if you like the two thousand and thirteen reboot of the game, I'm guessing that you're going to really dig this. Um, I don't know enough about the whole franchise. I'm not as big a fan as others to tell you what's out there. Um, but I know that the the game is like really bone rattling and bone jarring, and Vikander definitely does you know get to go at that, and I think it's really fun. Um, but also the massive problem that this has as a movie adaption um, that makes it sort of sort of dampens the fun is. Every single video game, adventure, archaeological, Tomb Raider character is an Indiana Jones ripoff. <laughs> and when you take it from the game mm. and you put it on the screen, the ripoffness stands out. <laughs> and so there are also massive chunks of this movie I have a massive problem with because they're essentially lifted from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And they're nowhere near as fun as Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. So look, at solid... I'll forgive them their homage, um, but, uh, yeah, I I don't know. What did you think, Soph?
1: I enjoyed it. I thought it was a solid film, as you mentioned, a very solid action film. Yeah. Barely any levity, and, like, you know, the slight bit of levity, like, aside from Nick Frost, there was, like, her time on the boat with um, Len Ren, who's – Lou Ren, sorry, who's played by the amazing Daniel Wu – it was like, oh, look at this. This is fun. Then, yes. And then suddenly it was just like grim, 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 <laughs> grim, grim, grim. Um, but overall, like, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Much better than probably the the Angelina Jolie one.
0: They were very camp fun. The they first were, one was camp and fun. Yeah. The second one was pretty garbage. But the first one was they pretty They were camp, camp fun.
1: fun, but also they were all very catered to the male gaze. They're like, let's <laughs> just, you know, highlight her ass and her tits for a bit longer. This was just like... You know, full just strength coming from Relationship with Calendar, which I really enjoyed. I had a few issues. I'm like, girl, you cannot run that fast without food, <laughs> like two days without food. And then when she just like goes, I'm going to go on a rescue mission. I'm like, you are, you don't have any supplies. This is
0: <laughs> what she are you doing? A, she has a backpack. Yeah, no, I I agree. She there's, there's just like some...
1: threw the backpack down and just started running in the forest. And
0: look, she does take a battering, you know. And yeah. the 2013 game, as I said before, has been mm. described to me as like a grisly experience. Like people who've played that game have described to me that if you like take a stack in that game where you fall off a waterfall, the game makes you fall down the waterfall, and then watch a twitching body blood spurting and dying. Like, it really shows you the consequence. Obviously, it doesn't get to that level in this movie because she gets (laughs) battered, but it's the same thing. Like, I think at one hand, they do a really fantastic job of kind of doing the John McClane with her. They show that she gets beaten up. They show that she takes hits. They show that she gets all bloodied and punctured and needs DIY surgery. But then at other parts in the movie, she's like running through a collapsing cave, and the worst thing that happens is she gets... Dust in her hair, and it's just like there's this, there's a weird balance they're it, trying to strike.
1: because like At the beginning, like you know, they show her getting beaten up in her like her hometown of London. So you're like, oh, she's not infallible, right? Yeah, she can get beaten up. And then there's that bloody scene at the end. I'm like, when did she become Superwoman between then and now? Yeah,
0: it's a real, it's a hard look. And and the reason I would say this is what I say: it's a hard balance to strike. And mm. some actors get away with that kind of BS, like The Rock. And some movies of Vin Diesel like mm. where, where, like in the Fast and Furious movies they just make up physics like things don't exist you barely even get a, a bruise. oh yeah like
1: running a what was it a car off a submarine <laughs> yes, that's uh, still the
0: greatest still, still, still good but look uh, I don't want to poo poo Lara across no. because I think I actually think that Tomb Raider the best thing that Tomb Raider did was create the possibility of a platform mm. for more Tomb Raider movies yep. um, and I think that if anything it leaves you hopeful that there's gonna be more. But as an origin story, as So said, it is a it, there's not a lot of levity. It is quite grim. It is quite hardcore. It does lose its way in some ways where like it, it doesn't quite get the nail the pace of like they want to show how she becomes the awesome heroine that is Lara Croft Tomb Raider that we know from the game. Mm. But at the same time, you know, it's like at the beginning of the film for example she runs into a cop car on her push bike, and then later on, she's launching herself through a cave and like landing with one hand and catching it with like a hook, which is yeah. in all the trailers. And it's just it's it's, like, it's
1: how do you get up skills so quickly <laughs> when you have no rest, no food, <laughs> like, have a
0: puncture wound in your side?
1: Yeah, it just like oh,
0: like, there's a few things in there. It's just a bit, <laughs> yeah. What? But it's <laughs> but look, it's, it's a solid. Film. It's solid. It's solid without being without blowing your socks off. It's solid. It and. And look, Nick, like, that, they need to learn a lesson of these movies do not have to be grim. Mm. Like
1: I was honestly hoping, like, when you saw Nick Frost, I was like, oh, my God, are they going to use him more? Is oh, he, my God. Is he just going to be, like, her personal, He was like... a
0: breath of fresh air in that movie.
1: But, the, like, but that's the thing, though. Also, in the first Lara Croft movies with Angelique jean they had that with, like, her suppliers. They had banter to cut through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and, and, yeah,
0: and look, I think that's where they're camping fun. Like, I totally mm. watch the first Lara Croft Tomb Raider with Angelina Jolie. Absolutely agree. It's all the male gays. And uh, v- Vikander here, they're trying to really make her um, be like that female adventure hero, like ascend to that sort of cinematic level. And I think there's a great appetite for it out there. Yep. But the problem is, I don't think, I l- really don't think that they can keep just doing this origin story because, and it's the same concern that I, I genuinely have for the Uncharted games, which I'm a massive fan of as well. It's like, mm. they are massive rip-offs of Indiana Jones. Later on, they got better. Like, the first game is a rip-off of Indiana Jones, and then they created the great sort of Sully and Drake dynamic that went through the whole story. But that also has a bit of tin-tin, um, a little bit of a like, tin-
1: let me ask you this. What is original these days? <laughs> Look,
0: not a lot, not a lot, but I just think I don't mind the, the method Because I think one thing is that the Indiana Jones template of like the mystical MacGuffin and the, you know, uh, around the world travel and discovery, that's a great template to use. And I think it's almost impossible to escape. It's much in the same way that the Bond movies have a template that they created from like Goldfinger onwards. I don't think is wrong with using the structure, but I just think that sometimes you have to be aware that if you're using something that's close to it, you are just, you're just copying it. Like there's no, and, and the sucky thing is that for video games, they've been getting away with it for longer because you can, you can blatantly rip off a movie in a video game and change the names of people, let it slide. But when you go and recreate that video game into a movie, you're just ripping off the movie. (laughs) (laughs) So you need to like do something more, but look, Mm. I I don't want people to think I hate this movie, but Mm. just to say that it's weird because I watched it, I I, I enjoyed parts of it, other parts was a bit confused, but what it got me thinking about way more was I don't ever know if we're going to get to a point where you could play a great video game and go, man, I wish they made this into a movie. Mm. But I do think there's plenty of times where you're like, watch a really rad movie and you go, man, I wish this was a video game. Yeah. I don't think it's ever gonna go the other way.
1: Just not there yet.
0: No. Not there yet.
1: Well, the one thing I was really excited was to see Asian male. Hey in the film. Asian male. Asian male badass. That, that wasn't like, you know, that wasn't a stereotypical villain.
0: No. Wasn't wasn't a moustache twirling villain.
1: <laughs> wasn't a moustache twirling villain. And he and he wasn't just, you know, part of the gang. Like actually solid. Character.
0: <laughs> he was. He was. And
1: I just wish they used him more because then they just like had it like introduced him as a great character. And then it was just like, where, where'd you go?
0: Yeah, da- Daniel Wu, a bit underutilized. Like great in concept, but mm. just bland on execution. I think. And yeah. I think one of the challenges is, you know, and that's what I said. Like at the end of it, I felt like they've built a, they've built a temp, they've built a structure that they can sort of leap off with. And it's also, you know, she's she's sort of a female superhero. we we've, we've we've seen. So many origin stories that, like, if anyone starts to say origin story, that's kind of refreshing about Black Panther, is like, they just went into it. It wasn't an origin story. He already existed. Yep. Um, much the same as Spider-Man Homecoming, even though that, that was an introduction to Tom Holland's Spider-Man character, it wasn't an origin story. Because if Cause it's an origin knows sto- about the yeah.
1: origin story.
0: Like, yeah, it's, it's now even more so. It's like, if you're telling an origin story of a character... Yeah. Just, like... It better be so amazing and <laughs> so unique, because otherwise we don't care. No. So, yeah. Tomb Raider.
1: Tomb Raider. She is a lady power, though. <laughs> yeah, she's a lady power. She's lady power. She's very
0: good lady powers.
1: But, it, unfortunately, this week we thought we were able to review Jessica Jones' Annihilation.
0: No, but we're so slow. Like, I'm sorry, Netflix. Like, Sophie and I were talking about it just off air before we kicked off, which is, like, the episodes are long.
1: For Jessica Jones. For Jessica Jones. They're an hour long each. They're very heavy. Heavy
0: and good quality. Let's let's good quality. let's let, like so. They're I'm amazing. about so it's eight episodes in. I'm six episodes in. The quality of the season tremendous. Really personally liking because um, I love detective stories. So yeah. I really like more this season. We've got a lot more of the detective procedural. Her actually doing the deed, like doing the deed. Like I think if you're an investigator, like. It would be cool to see you investigate. So this season has been pretty refreshing with that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like very good quality, great. I have just not it's, been able to get through it.
1: It's Yeah, it's, this one, that's really slow-paced as well. So you're in for a long haul, but it's worth it so far. Yeah,
0: very worth it. We, so we're going to touch base on that next yeah. week. We're going to touch base on that.
1: That and Annihilation, because due to our attempts to binge Jessica Jones, yeah. we haven't gotten round to <laughs> Have, Alex Garland's Annihilation. Yeah,
0: so we'll get to Annihilation, but also with Annihilation, you can't approach Annihilation with like, you can't approach Annihilation with like half tiredness. You need mm-hmm. to be all in. All in. And all so I, I'm like, all or nothing, I, will, I refuse to watch an Alex Garland movie where I'm like half in, it's not going to happen. So yeah, that's going to happen very shortly too. But look, there's still some badass lady news.
1: I know. Ava DuVernay, whose Wrinkle in Time is coming out in two
0: weeks. Oh, my gosh. I want to see that freaking movie so much. Two
1: weeks. Although, Blake, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about this. So we saw, we saw it with Black Panther where, you know, people were skewing the ratings before it even came out, trying to, like, bring down the
0: the scores, the critical scores.
1: And they're doing it now again with a wrinkle in time. Yeah,
0: of course they are. It's 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 just meaning like what I will say. Wait,
1: are we starting our shit list early? <laughs> no, yeah, we, we might have. I'm sorry,
0: we diverted straight out of Lady Powers. Quick, hit the shit list. You are officially on my shit list. Okay, so this is <laughs> no. this is what it is. IMDb is problematic, mm-hmm. like it is. So, movie ratings and 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 what's become a little bit more prevalent is like Rotten Tomatoes is the sixth highest rated movie site on the internet. Um, and so IMDb is right up there too. They're like top one or two. Um, you can make a rating of a movie and what people have only just recently started to do is because some of these films have been coming out and you know people have been you know hitching them to a political wagon, mm. people are figuring out, well, oh, I can manipulate what people think about this movie by doing this. IMDb is problematic in and of itself because, I look, sorry, Shawshank Redemption, but Shawshank Redemption is the best movie ever <laughs> on IMDb. Really? The best ever. Ever. It's real good.
1: I wouldn't put it in the best movie ever. The
0: best movie of all time. That's got to be ever. That's got to be debated. That's IMDb user ratings. Wow. So you have to, like, as much as that shows, that's a really interesting demographic snapshot of showing the number of user ratings plus the rating of the movie. Yeah. Um, And then it goes down and sort of it's, you know, there's a few selections in that top ten where you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, Godfather Part 1, Godfather Part 2, it starts to show you. But then, like, I'm a huge Batman the Dark Knight fan. Yeah. But the Dark Knight's in, like, the top ten of all time. And it's like... Look, I love Batman. I do mm. really love it. But it's not like top 10 greatest films of all time. Like the greatest films of all it time. It was
1: probably one of Heath Ledger's greatest performances yeah, it's of great. all time.
0: I mean, look, Brokeback <laughs> Mountain. I mean, <laughs> Brokeback Mountain is right up there too. So like amazing, amazing, mm. amazing, amazing. So it's just really interesting. And I think that people have just started to manipulate it um, because they can. And so now it's almost like... You know, people are using bots and all this BS to, like, Mm. mark it down. So, I just think it's, I I just think think it's, I think there's got to be a way, like, internet anonymity now is the problem. Yeah. Because people can go in there and shit on it anonymously and skew a rating, but it doesn't say Blake Howard Mm. rated this and here and this is definitely him and here's his Facebook profile that it's attached to, and it's not just a bot, it's, like, a real person. Yep. Um, You know, I think that sort of stuff is, like, there've got to be some more fail-safes to find out that it's legit people.
1: Because it's already bringing those ratings down, and for people who aren't really into film or who are just, like, casual film goers, they look at those reviews. That will skew some of their thinking.
0: Some of it, yeah. I I just think people just need to like anything, Um.
1: And it's gone to the point where, you know, like Roxanne Gay is actually buying out cinemas just so anyone can watch that film yeah. in the U.S. Yeah, <laughs>
0: like, I mean, look, Wrinkle in Time is not going to have any problem making its money back, number no. one. Number two, um, it's an extremely ambitious project just to begin with because yeah. it's a, you know, from what I from what I hear, the book is quite complex and a lot of times, you know, people were even using the words that it was going to be unadaptable. And so it might not be your run-of-the-mill thing. It might be really ambitious, but Ava DuVernay is not going to have any problems getting people to A, see this movie, or B, to do any other project. So I just think, you know, I, I think it's, I'm really optimistic that there's not going to be too much longer than dipshits and dum-dums skewing the scores. On, like, if you if you legitimately don't like something, rate it away. If you want to rate it, go nuts, whatever. Yeah. But I think this, like, let's do this. It's just, it's so dumb. And what, what they're actually going to do is they're going to make that user rating pointless.
1: Mm. So, so which then leads where? Where does the film review slash no, these sites live? Like, what is their significance? So,
0: so I think what will start to happen, and like, and I don't know if Rotten Tomatoes can do it, but I think maybe Rotten Tomatoes will start to scrutinise the member the membership who are actually doing that. But I think what it's actually going to do is make people think that those user ratings are BS. Yeah. Because previously, the reason that they put the user rating was to see a critical comparison, because some movies are panned by critics. Because critics, like, for better or worse, whatever your opinion is with a critic, a film critic is really a film lover. Like, they love movies. Like, at the, at, at the end of the day, a film critic loves movies, and they love to go to movies, and even movies that follow the same templates or feel a bit generic or whatever, if they're done really exceptionally well, film critics... And especially if the movie's really good, you usually see from a Rotten Tomatoes score, because it's an aggregator of people saying positive or negative stuff, mm-hmm. that it'll eventually say that the movie's extremely positive. And you just have to look at what, even in the last year, has been super positive. Black Panther, amazing scores. Like Ladybird, amazing scores. Shape of Water, very solid scores. Um, and what happens is, it just is a way to start a conversation. Film lovers love film. And we all, like, I think also sometimes people just think that critics want to bash the living shit out of stuff. But we think of film as some critics think, and it's also about what critics are thinking, you know, it's, it's yeah. certain critics think about film as art. Certain f- critics look at a, look at a project and go, what is this trying to do? Who is the audience? Who's the audience is it for? And, and I don't know, like I, I, I always think that critical thought's extremely valuable. I, I and as long as long well, as the
1: thing is, if we don't critique anything, that's how we end up with a dictatorship. Like
0: Trump, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but people are still critic criticizing stuff, and uh, oh, and, Putin.
1: Yeah. they're too scared. Half of them. <laughs> yeah, oh,
0: all of them are too scared for that. But I, uh, yeah, look, I think criticism. Mm-hmm. I think criticism in the form of, for, for for film is extremely valuable because, you know, especially now, yep. The environment. I feel. Um it needs to be curated because we have so many options. And if you don't hear from people who love movies and are experts on it, telling you sometimes, or like, or at least pointing you in the directions or or you find great critics who are amazing writers and like they give you and you get a sense for, that you feel like, oh, this is the kind of person that I can follow. Then it's, it's really tough. I'll give you a great example. <laughs> I hope he doesn't mind me saying this. He probably, he probably won't. Um, i got a buddy, Sammy, who like literally, Loves reading another one of our friend Luke Buckmaster who writes for the Guardian's reviews because yep. Sammy says, If Luke hates it, I'll love it. <laughs> now, that I
1: love that I know that he knows his taste so well. <laughs>
0: like, Sammy's like, I know that if I, I and he reads every one of Luke's reviews, yeah. And I love, like, like, sorry to pat my friends on the back in the middle of a podcast, but Luke's one of my favorite writers because I read Luke and I go, Sometimes he has, we are spot on, like we love the same thing, like he loved the movie Goldstone, you know, um, he loves the movie The Grey, and like sometimes we're like completely on the same page, love Black Panther. Mm. And then other times, he just belts a movie to pieces that I might think was okay or think was great, Mm. but I still definitely appreciate his opinion. So sometimes it's like, great, you find critics like that, and... There are people who do that. Like you don't have to. You don't have to go. Oh, that critic's me. So like they, they think like me. So I I'm gonna like movies they like. Sometimes it's the complete opposite. It's like you know people used to do it with Stratton. They're like if Stratton hates this movie, I'm gonna love it. And so I love that. So I think it's it's a you know it's a it's a great indicator. I think it might be you know if you see a user score that's really poor on Rotten Tomatoes, some people might go, well that means that the trolls have been at it. So I'm definitely seeing this movie.
1: So, or could it be just be heavily
0: panned, or it could be bad. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. That's I don't have an answer, so I really don't. I, f-
1: I just look to you because you're the film critic, uh, like the professional film critic. I'm just a fan of pop culture. I
0: look, we're both fans of pop culture, and. You know, I'm not really a professional film critic. Let's not be. Let's not get too crazy. Uh,
1: ABC News, Oscars correspondent. Hello, <laughs> hello, hello.
0: hello? Uh, look, look. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm a film critic, but I'm a I'm a movie fan. I love movies. I I never go into a movie wanting to hate it, ever. I want to go and enjoy it. I, I literally want to sit down and I want it to be. I want it to be an enjoyable experience. I want to find something valuable. And that's and like just to flip back to our lovely lady Lara, like. Mm-hmm. There was a lot to enjoy in something like a Tomb Raider, so much. but but sometimes an opinion's more complex than a rotten or a fresh. Yeah. Like you can say, was Tomb Raider a fresh or a rotten? I'd probably go, my, unfortunately, my m- middle ground is like, would I ever watch this movie again? And I don't actually think I would. So it might skew maybe toward a rotten for me, but there's still lots of good stuff in there. But I don't know if I'd watch it again in the, when we've got, like, I've got six more episodes of Jess Jones. I've got Annihilation. This is the thing,
1: though. In a time where there's so much content, how Those, do you choose? Choice is so at points
0: and, now. And I, and I think great, anything that's good that's worth watching more than once in this world is, like, they should be savored and you want to read about it. You want them to be good. So, yeah, look. Let's move on. Let's get out of the shitless. Let's get to Ava. Let's get
1: to Ava because very exciting news because she'll undoubtedly just kill the box office like Black Panther did with A Wrinkle in Time.
0: Yes. Not quite. I don't think it's going to be biggest Black Panther, but it's going to make its money.
1: It's going to make Disney a lot of money. <laughs> Disney are very happy that they chose a lot of diverse actors, uh, diverse directors this year Yeah, to put out great movies.
0: Yeah, and so look, DC's like we'll have some of that. Thank you very much. And they've got Ava coming to Warner Brothers. Wow. To they direct to, to of course. This was going to ha- it happens all the time. They poached Joss Whedon too. Um <laughs> the to do Jack Kirby's iconic DC Comics The New Gods, which is if you haven't heard about it, it's like um a sort of dark side apocalypse um, so,
1: you kind of had a glimpse a little of it in the Wonder Woman films and Justice League. Where yes. We saw, you know, oh, who is this dark side? No, they use what was his name? Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. As, as a literally stepping stone to get to dark side. But, <laughs> like, um, there's hints of it so far.
0: Yeah, there's some hints. But what I love about Ava doing it is. Mm.
1: Sorry, but will this be in the same universe as those?
0: That's years? the next thing I would say.
1: Because I. Th- Weren't there rumours that they were saying they were going to
0: stop with this little DC <laughs> yeah, film universe? Yeah, look, I don't know if they're going to keep it. I really don't. Um, I, I, at the moment, they're just saying that she's signing on. Um, and th- there's... Uh, originally, um, originally, it was like... Uh, it was in what's called the Fourth World, fourth, fourth world Saga, um, and Darkslide was all involved in it, and it was like mm. these new gods that come into the Earth to get this part, special particle that can control all life because it was on Earth. And so getting her along for it, I, I mean, she's a fantastic director. I can't wait to see Wrinkle in Time. And if you haven't seen Selma, her incredible Martin Luther King story, uh, you really need to, and the 13th, both of them on Netflix. Um, but, yeah, I'm just keen for her to, like, actually bring some colour in the nicest possible way to the DC universe. Kirby's characters are big and colourful and vibrant, and I would love to see her bring some of that colour, and I would love to see her bring some of that yeah. diversity, and I would love to see how much of a leash they give her to like change characters and and, and play around with it a little bit.
1: Because, yeah, if you're thinking colour, like what if DC's all dark? But the original New Gods, if you think of what Thor Ragnarok was, that was that set was heavily inspired by old Jack Kirby. Yeah, Jack new, Kirby, yeah. Old, like old Jack Kirby stuff. So that's the kind of colour we're expecting Yeah, you gods. Well,
0: that's what we want. That is exactly what we want. Um There's <laughs> there's um there's no new Uno news this week. Uno. uno.
1: <laughs> if you don't know what Uno means, it means the Solo so- Solo movie. Solo. 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 Solo movie.
0: Uno. Uno. <laughs> we prefer it to be Uno. Uno. <laughs> um, but there is, um, speaking of uh, DC, and uh, sorry, speaking of Disney and people being poached, uh, Colin Trevorrow, some Star Wars news, just really quick. Mm. Um, Colin Trevorrow, who was going to be directing episode nine.
1: Yes. No longer?
0: No, he's not. He's out. J.J. Abrams is in for yep. episode nine.
1: That's right. He was
0: it. They've swapped it. But there's um, comicbookmovie.com have actually said that, Trevorrow had a plan for Luke and Leia's relationship in episode nine. And and he and Luke and he and Mark Hamill had seen eye to eye on that. Mm. But one of the main reasons that Trevorrow left episode nine was because Ryan Johnson and Kathleen Kennedy had agreed on what Luke's fate would be in The Last Jedi.
1: And because his story won't play out.
0: No. He was like, okay, well, I'm out. So... That's that's what they're saying is now part of the rumor mill around, you know... Why he's... Why he left. left. But you know what? I, I deeply respect that, though, because I'm like, if you hire a filmmaker who's a storyteller and they find a way to tell that story and, like, take it into whole, drastically new directions, you can't just have a crutch of, like, oh, I want him to... No. Like, if you want the story... Yeah, like... He's
1: built the story to be this specifically.
0: Yes. And if he's built and also, you know, credit to Trevor, if he's if he's got a very clear concept in his head of what he wanted it to be and Ryan Johnson's got, got a conflict, they've got a conflict of interest right from the beginning. Mm. So you can't there's not much you can do there.
1: And when Ryan's got the film for you and dictates the fate of some of your characters that you'd like to survive <laughs> the next film, well 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 sorry. Sorry. So sorry. <laughs> The sorriest.
0: Um, we have uh, a new segment coming up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, look, uh, I, I, I'm trying to think of a name. What was, the, what was a good name for the, for the new segment? Do it? <laughs> it's Le Boeuf with Do It. Do it! Just do it! Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So just do it! Make your dreams come true. just do it
1: <laughs> the uh, most <laughs> aggressive way of trying to inspire people to follow their dreams,
0: <laughs> yeah, look, it's Shia Booth. I mean, I really like Shia Booth. I think as an actor, mm. he's phenomenal. I think he's he's a dude who like had an existential crisis play out and unfortunately had an existential crisis and like a you know his own political philosophy and his own values all play out writ large through tabloids which is really it's unfortunate the worst be- way that's because-
1: what screw- this is the thing that's what screwed it up most other child actors
0: yeah and so this is a young guy who started coming up you know very lucky to work on massive movies like Transformers very lucky to work with Steven Spielberg and at the time when he had this sort of existential crisis about what he wanted his career to be he shat on them publicly <laughs> not literally um, no, um, just in the press. Just yeah. saying, you know, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull was dumb, which it is. It was um, um, Michael Bay's <sighs> douchebag, and the Transformers movie is terrible, which they are. But the, two onwards, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> first
1: one still is a special place. In my so
0: heart. what sucks though, right? Is yeah. you know he's he's still having this stuff that's affecting his career. He was talking about he was like trying to make a Spike Lee movie. Spike Lee wants him to be in it. Yeah. Um, and his, his literal quote from this great Esquire interview is "Um, I was talking to him about it. He goes to the money and pushes to try and get me in the movie. The money says no and that's the end of me hanging out with Spike Lee for this movie. <laughs> like, you know, so he it's still affecting his career which sucks and obviously he hasn't, you know, He's been drunken in some places and done some weird stuff. So, yeah, he's, he, he's he's struggling a bit, but it's no surprise, right? He was a kid actor. This is really yeah. weird. But so he was talking about...
1: But I feel his heart's in the right place.
0: I think it is now, too. Like, he, he even like says... Like, a
1: lot of the things that, you know, even though he's getting to some minor, like, you know... Altercations. Altercations and whatnot. Not all of them, are like, him protesting bad political decisions.
0: Yeah. And he actually said this. He goes, look, Michael and Steven did a lot for me. I'm not going to poo-poo those dudes anymore. My hang-up with those Transformer films was that they felt irrelevant. They felt dated as fuck. (laughs) You come up with these stories about Easy Rider and Raging Bull and De Niro and Scorsese and Hopper, and you find value in what they do. Meanwhile, you're chasing Energon crystals. It's very hard to keep doing what you're doing when you feel like it's the antithesis of your purpose on this planet. And I thought... That's what I wanted to talk about on Gaggle, like, wow, like, this dude clearly finds that there's, like, an artistic pursuit, he's trying to add value as a performer, like, trying to create art, um, and he just kind of got trapped as a child actor, like, growing into it, and it was just unfortunate that some of those opinions that probably totally would have been super interesting to hear from him now as a later actor, if he just abandoned those movies silently, Yeah. um... Would have, you know, and I reckon people would have been going, "Oh, that's amazing and admirable and artistic." He mm. just didn't do it as gracefully, but no. I think that he's uh, he's a super interesting dude, and I I, I think he's a terrific actor. You uh, anyone who says he's not a terrific actor, you're out of your mind. He's great.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah, I he, mean, he's been in some solid movies. Yeah, I mean, who can forget how great he was in Holes?
0: He was good in Holes. Was great in holes. Good in Constantine. Mm-hmm. He was really good in um, American Honey, which is a terrific American uh, indie from last year. is amazing. Um, if you haven't seen David Ayer, uh, David Ayer's tank film Fury, he's terrific in that. Like the best performer in the whole movie. Um, yeah, some really good stuff there. So, but. Uh,
1: We'll just see. As long as it doesn't end in a mental breakdown situation. Please, no more
0: mental breakdowns, Shire. No more drinking. No more of that stuff. That's not good.
1: Hopefully. We'll see how it goes. But, like, I didn't think we'd have anything this week for Talking Tiger.
0: Oh, man. Let's do it. Weekly with Here we come. I'm sorry I'm not J.J. Abrams. They say, Ah, Tiger, we wish we called you J.J. Abrams. Speaking of J.J. Ambrose. <laughs> oh, Taika Waititi. Bless, bless, He's bless.
1: helming a new film, very excitingly, because it's been too long yeah, it since had... Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah, since so long. <laughs> but an original, like, not based on other property.
0: He's doing an original film.
1: Mm.
0: And the film is called, I don't know if it's Ho-Ho or Jojo.
1: I'm going with Jojo.
0: It's Jojo Rabbit. And oh, it
1: might be Ho-Ho.
0: Could oh. be Ho-Ho Rabbit.
1: It's J O J O. J O J O. Yeah.
0: J O J O. So we're saying ho ho. And we're saying <laughs> and we're saying ooh Um so <laughs> we it's a
1: guy for our listeners, uh, just like um this is what we mean to like, say. Oh no.
0: Um so look the film follows a ten year old boy. Mm-hmm. Influenced by Nazi propaganda, who dreams of serving alongside Adolf Hitler during World War Two, because of his Hitler obsession and feelings of sadness due to his absent father, the boy invents an imaginary, fr- imaginary friend version of Hitler, played by Taika Waititi.
1: Yours truly.
0: Oh shit! It's my version of a lonely. It's my version of a lonely boy's best version of his hero, which is really his dad. So it sounds like boy meets. Drop dead Fred, but with Taka Watiti as a Kiwi version of Hitler.
1: Yeah, I mean, he did that with (laughs) In Boy with Michael Jackson. Yeah.
0: And he's like, this is not the Adolf Hitler we we know and hate. This guy is goofy, charming, and glides through life with a childlike naivete. Um, I literally cannot wait to see this movie. It sounds so ridiculous.
1: And people like, oh, my God, but Hitler? It's like, yes, this kid is in the Hitler Youth. Oh <laughs> is This God. set in World War Two? So.
0: I can't wait to see this movie. I can't movie. wait to see him in that mistake. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so dumb. Like, this sounds so oh. great. It was on the Blacklist, Um, which uh, if you don't know what the Blacklist is in the Hollywood sense, the Blacklist is not to be confused with the shit list, but the Blacklist <laughs> is actually the best unproduced screenplays um, kicking around. So, you know. Ho ho rabbit or Jojo, whichever one. Jojo. Jojo
1: rabbit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, in in Germany, J is definitely J. So.
1: But you know, you have this Maori Jewish man (laughs) playing Adolf Hitler. Oh my God,
0: it's so weird. Oh, it's great. (laughs) Oh my God, every movie, every movie this guy does, he literally can't. He can't. It's just gold. Yeah. It's just gold. That's fantastic. Um. Yeah. So. So much for, you know, him immediately getting, you know, swarmed to do something else that...
1: I just love that he's sticking to his roots and just going, yeah, Yeah, you're going to throw me heaps of money, but just wait, I need to make this original film. I need (laughs) to make
0: this weird original film (laughs) set in Nazi Germany about a kid with an imaginary friend who just happens to be carefree Hitler. Um, (laughs) And look, The Great Dictator, Charlie Chaplin's incredible, incredible film, Mm -hmm. um... You know, a mock-up of Hitler at the time of Hitler, which is amazing. Um, it, like, Hitler can be funny. But, it, it, nothing that he did, but Charlie Chaplin playing Hitler can be funny. So, uh, I have no doubt that Taika Waititi playing Hitler can be funny.
1: Oh, it's going to be hilarious.
0: It's going to be good. It's going to be great. Oh, I my just,
1: God. It's just it's Hitler so with the kiwi. Could you
0: have ever imagined it? Uh, if, you just ten- a like. if you put Kiwi Hitler. put 10,000 bucks on what oh, he was going to do next, this boy. would not have been it.
1: Because it was like, all we're hearing are like, you know, we heard a lot about what we do in the shadows and all its subsequent spin offs. We heard about the upper breakers, which I'm really still excited about.
0: Oh, very excited. Very and then excited. And it's
1: just like, hey guys, Kiwi Hitler, what up?
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: Oh, if he sounds anything like Korg,
0: it's just going to be Korg. Cool. That's exactly who it's going to be. There's no doubt. Oh. oh, like oh no! He kind of does in what we do in Shadows. Mm. He's like dandy character. who's kind of got the bit of an accent uh, Oh, just
1: a little bit, yeah. Uh, 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 Transylvanian, got the but not really. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's exactly what we're gonna get.
1: Oh, this is this is the thing. You can't see us, but Blake and I are smiling like oh my absolute God. It's so looms, dumb. It's like, so good, like grinning ear to ear because. Just the idea of this project so brings silly. so much it's joy. It's so goofy. It is
0: goofy as, but yeah, I know. I love it. I love it. I'm all in. I'm so all in. Oh my God, so dumb. But yes, I'm all in for this movie. Really can't wait.
1: Shall we end on that happy note? Yeah, I don't
0: have you,
1: a... you you did rant a bit before. It was kind of incorporated into your shit list.
0: No, no. We have to. There's one more thing we have to talk about.
1: Okay, we have a rant.
0: No, okay. oh, it might lead into a rant.
1: Oh, let's see. Let's see where we go.
0: You didn't play mm. a little trailer that dropped this week. Oh, my
1: God. I did not. So much happening.
0: There was so much happening. You got too excited with a weekly Wattiti that you missed out <laughs> on this
1: some questions for you
0: professor this is a surprise
1: there's a rumor that Newt Scamander is headed to
0: Paris
1: (laughs) I know he's working under your orders what do you have to say for yourself Dumbledore
0: if you'd ever had the pleasure to teach him you'd know newt is not a great follower of orders The time's coming, mute. When you wouldn't have to pick a side.
1: Are you going somewhere? No. We're going somewhere. Jesus.
0: against Grindelwald, It has to be you.
1: Like I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, and I can't believe Ty can made me forget about this. <laughs> <laughs> But oh my god, what a trailer drop—the biggest trailer this week!
0: I know you were so caught up in imagining him dancing around, dancing as Hitler, <laughs> he was. that you you got so excited that you forgot about how thick Jude Law looks.
1: Oh, my God, dreamy Dumbledore, hello! Oh
0: my gosh, the 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 first was strong <laughs> on the internet when this trailer dropped. <laughs>
1: And like, think of, like, Jude Law back in his Alfie days. That level of thirst was just like...
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> People saw him in a beard, saw him in a delicious three-piece suit without Ugh. his jacket, saw him sitting on a table, they went,
1: ape shit. Oh, yeah. Went he's bo- playing this as Alfie. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, yes, please.
0: Nah, look, look, Jude Law is a good actor. People just... You know, I mean, he's had that unfortunate thing that really good-looking actors have. He just hasn't had his, like, reconnaissance, mm. where he, like... Got typecasting with a bunch of garbage. But he's actually a really good actor. And he's he's got some good chops. And he's, he looks fun as Dumbledore. I am much more interested in this, but at the same time, I really, I was just like I didn't even want to see Hogwarts. It really kind of pissed me off. I saw when I saw Really, I actually really enjoyed the Hogwarts bits. No, look, the Hogwarts bits are good as in when you see them interviewing Dumbledore. Mm. But I was like it took him. Like, there's five movies that it's meant to be. I'm like, could you give two movies without Hogwarts? We're straight back to freaking Hogwarts. I'm like, that, that was just one thing. I was like... It's the thing, though. When you're including Dumbledore, the guy has never left school. <laughs> he just never leaves. He just
1: never freaking leaves You're school. a freaking hermit. Um, <laughs> no,
0: but look, yeah, I, I, I'm curious, but I also, you know, there was a really, it's really healthy mm. to be very skeptical of this movie. Absolutely. Because and we are gushing Harry Potter fans.
1: We are. And
0: the gush is real. Like the s- thirst this week is real.
1: <laughs> but and the thing was, when they announced this film and that they were keeping Johnny Depp on, oh. we were like oh,
0: oh,
1: oh. But if the film is anything like the trailer where we only see about Two seconds of Johnny Depp and no more than that. I am pretty happy with that.
0: The movie. <laughs> yes. Sorry, sorry. The film sorry, itself. <laughs> sorry, 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 guys. Just have to remind so-something. She's got to have a little bit of meaning on the show. The movie's called The Crimes of Grindelwald. I think we're going to see Grindelwald. <laughs> just a guess. Just throwing it out there.
1: Yeah, we see him. But if it's only like two seconds like we saw in the trailer. I think we're going to
0: see more. Just a little bit. <laughs>
1: Maybe they keep to the same ratio of, you know, 90% Dumbledore. I, I feel and like then... you're setting
0: yourself up for disappointment.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, like, I did not enjoy seeing Johnny Depp in that. But everything else, I was like.
0: Look, I'm fine with Johnny Depp. I- I'm like, look. Jo- Johnny Depp, look, Johnny Depp is a human being. Questionable as hell. I don't actually know what happened. I mm. let the let the authorities. My personal opinion on it is, if they if they've discussed it and it's it, there's some shady stuff. My personal opinion on it is that he's not the whole thing in the movie. But unfortunately, when you're doing a movie called The Crimes of Grindelwald, he's going to be involved. That's just the reality. You have to accept it. But I did watch Murder on the Origin, Orange Express the other day. Mm-hmm. Ken Branagh's movie, yeah, which there actually is now turning into a franchise of the de- Detective Poirot movies. The next one Death on the Nile, and Johnny Depp is in it. And he's in it for the beginning. He's actually... He actually... Spoilers. Hashtag spoilers. He gets killed gruesomely. Um, Was it satisfying? Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like... <laughs> it, does that sound weird? I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, um, If he's... Uh, look, I think it is what it is. Like, he's going to be in these movies and people are just going to have to move along with, I, with it. Like, you me, have to accept it. Otherwise, I, um, you, you can't ever get past it.
1: I know, but... I feel like my issue mainly is because if he's in like any other contem- like you know, contemporary adult film, okay, that's choice. But this is a children's film.
0: Yeah, it's weird.
1: <laughs> it's because it's a children's film, family film. <laughs> yeah, ah, uh, that's my main issue with it.
0: No, I think look, totally agree. But I just think unfortunately we're all gonna have to just put our blinkers on. If you if you're a Harry, if you're gonna be a Harry Potter fan that's gonna unashamedly love this, or at least be ready to unashamedly love it. Like to give yourself a chance, you have to look at Johnny Depp as an actor and as a performer and try and distance yourself from that because in art, like I feel like you
1: can still enjoy and critique it at the same time.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I, I think so. But I think also what, what cinema fans and TV fans and, and, and it happens especially because you're literally watching a person perform and you're projecting and trying to empathize with those characters and stuff like that. It's, it's so hard to distance ourselves from a creator and their creations in cinema. And it's in, and particularly in the modern age, it's becoming even more heinous. Where like you can watch a film like Chinatown, mm. which is one of the greatest film noirs ever made, and it's filmmaker Roman Polanski just happens to have drugged and had sex with a thirteen year old girl. Now, do you completely dismiss the film? Even though it's a masterpiece, even though Faye Dunaway is amazing in it, even though Jack Nicholson is outstanding, even though the score is perfect, even though the script is sharp, because you don't like him, like I think it's a tr- it's a, it's, a, it's hard because there might be like look at how much money they're pumping into this, look at all Absolutely. these other great people. It's it's just like it's really I just think it's hard. It's super it's hard. It's
1: hard, but I know a lot of people who are like no, they are against my values, I will stop consuming this media because so-and-so made it. Yeah, I know people who are like, I'm actively only going to go to these kind of shows or these kind of films or those what? kind of TV films because the rest, those people, I do not want to know or be associated with.
0: And I think that, that that's a totally fair argument, but mm. I also think I don't...
1: But it's using audience. Sorry, no, yeah. what I was
0: going to say, that's an extreme, like, that's a pretty mm. extreme position to take. Mm. Like, if you hate one actor in a film... It wouldn't in a, be...
1: In a, yeah.
0: It's, it's really tough with an act. I mean with an actor.
1: Mm-hmm. In an ensemble film. In, an enso-
0: in a massive ensemble. Like, if you're doing Locke with Tom Hardy and you hate Tom Hardy, which is basically a movie <laughs> of a guy driving a car, and it's only him in the movie, I totally get you going, I'm not watching this movie because I hate him. Um, even, like, Collateral with Tom Cruise, if you fundamentally have an issue with Tom Cruise, I get you not liking that movie. But yeah. then when you watch a movie like Magnolia which also stars Tom Cruise, but it has a massive, broad, and beautiful ensemble and is directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, who I think is a master, then I, I, I get curious with people going, I don't like that actor or that performer, and I'm like, well, do you then dismiss that entire potentially great film because there's three scenes with this one person that you don't like? Mm. And so, yeah, hopefully, according to Soph, there'll be just as much Johnny Depp as there is in the trailer. You won't <laughs> Fingers have, crossed. Fingers <laughs> crossed. You won't have to have this conflict, but I think it's a good thing to talk about I do and if, you, if you're if you one of those people listening to this podcast and you are like I will never watch a Johnny Depp movie again I will never consume any film that he's in and I'm not going to do it I respect you for your extreme position but I don't hate on anyone who's like I can find distance between a person mm. who's performing a scripted character written by J.K. Rowling who's an author and a screenwriter that I love in a movie about wizards mm. I don't I don't think that I think you can have a mutually exclusive position and say this is a piece of art and that's a person.
1: That's fair. It's just yeah.
0: It's tough, but it's I don't tough. I don't disagree that it's tough and I think there are levels in which it's tough. But it's like also you got like the monster Harvey Weinstein. He produced and was a producer okay. on amazing movies. And so mm. some people were like, I'm never watching anything you produce. It's like what? You're not gonna watch Kevin Smith, Robert Rodriguez? But I feel
1: everybody. like yeah, he was a producer, though. You don't get to see him on screen.
0: Yeah, true. <laughs> he at least is allowed to hide.
1: He hides. And, you know, he's just throwing money at the creators Agreed. to make these films. So slightly different. But I don't know. It is it is very hard. But, you know, enjoy your pop culture where you can and critique it. And say, you know, try and edit people out when they're being horrible.
0: <laughs> I don't Reshoot think it, a whole
1: film in six weeks if you
0: can. <laughs> I don't think that everyone can all the money in the world do that. It's an aptly titled movie as well. <laughs> right. All the money in the world to reshoot it in six weeks. Totally. But yeah, look. Uh, yeah. It's tough.
1: Yes. Is that your rant? <laughs> Is that our rant?
0: <laughs> I was extremely measured in that rant we saying, very- I deeply respect those who want to be extreme, but I also don't begrudge anyone for liking a movie that has a person that has a questionable past. I don't I, like this I this is
1: the thing that's most of Hollywood these days. So which oh, then leads no to,
0: not just these days. In the classic Hollywood it was oh, even worse. Way worse, worse, worse. Way worser. Which uh, in
1: my opinion means invest in more non trash people. Yeah. <laughs> today like, <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and look and all...
1: stop employing the trash people. <laughs> yeah, and that
0: will happen too. That will happen too. But also, you know it's More
1: a, film lady filmmakers. More people of colour filmmakers.
0: Yeah it's, that's happening. That's that's all happening. You, like I think a few people forget, like J.K. Rowling is the screenwriter and producer in these movies. <laughs> She's making some bank. She's a lady. Mm. She has a lot of influence about everything, every element of the movie. So, should be good. Dumbledore's not gay in this one. We don't know that yet either. <laughs> we don't know that yet. I just don't care. Like again, <laughs> the, if you watch Fantastic Beasts, yeah, I'm like, who cares? I watch the trailer. I'm like, okay, I'm curious. You're curious? I'm curious. curious. Mainly because of Jude Law's dress sense. Mm. 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 <laughs> God damn. All right, I've got to go get Sophia a towel. Um. <laughs> not
1: that, I'm not thirsting that hard. No there's, no, there's no... I am no, like, you know, my B. Jordan who The girl, who, bro- the, who, the
0: girl who, a who broke a retainer, no. I am not that level. No. Thank you very much. I'm sorry, I apologise.
1: Thank you. I was thirsting way harder for him. <laughs> get it right, Blake. Mm. Mm
0: i Jordan. <laughs>
1: so, yeah. On that note, we'll leave it on the very thirsty note. <laughs> this has been Gaggle of Geeks, the two S-E-R And don't podcast. forget, guys,
0: you can go on to iTunes. You can search Gaggle of Geeks. All of our episodes are up there. Please subscribe, rate, review if you dig it. Um, reach out to us on the Twitters. I'm at is Batman on Twitter. Sophie's is...
1: At Soph underscore L-O-Y. And
0: at 2S-E-R all the time.
1: All the time.
0: And if you want to listen to us live, we are usually on at 11.15ish, as part of Soph's awesome show, The Culture Show, onto S.E.R. So hot right now.
1: The hottest. Um,
0: but Sof is not on So Hot right now this week.
1: No, so I'm not there. You might hear our dulcet tones.
0: Dulcet tones. You could hear us. But we're not there, physically. We're not there. <laughs> <laughs> we are not. It's, it's like you're hearing us now, but we're not in the same place. What? What? What is this? Uh, What is this magic? Yes. Yes. We we won't be there. (laughs) What is this magic? That's Jude Law's behind. Mm. 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 Do you reckon Jude Law was pissed off that J-Law got the nickname J-Law? Something I thought about. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an idiot.
1: I am pondering this really Mm. hard. You can't see me, but I'm actually thinking really Mm. hard.
0: I don't know. Mm.
1: Jude's short enough to not need a shortener. Hmm.
0: But it's still pretty gangster. If he had it, would be gangster with her. It might be in a brief hashtag a brief.
1: Gags- oh yeah.
0: Yeah, Jude's just like a sexy name, right? It's got a bit of. Just hey, Jude. Hey, here's your new boyfriend. This is Jude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, stop creeping out the people who listen so too Why?
0: That's why you listen, isn't it? <laughs> what? Give the people
1: what they want.
0: All right. Well, we're going to go off and thirst on Jude Law. Stay geeky. We'll ca- chat to you guys next week. There's lots of good stuff coming out. We're going to be talking in the next episode, we're probably going to be talking a couple of geeky things. Ready Player One, mm-hmm. the new Senor Spielberg film is coming out in Oz and it's just premiered at South by Southwest and Oh, the uh, the freaking fever pitch reviews of that one. So we'll, we'll try and maintain some sanity. Um,
1: There's also an uprising.
0: Uprising. Of Pacific Rim. Mm. And John Boyega, incidentally, the guy who cut his hair for this movie, also cuts my hair. Pretty <gasps> awesome.
1: You share the same hairdresser? I
0: know. I, I know. I'm, si- I'm not even six degrees. I'm one degree. That's amazing. Yeah, I feel freaking awesome. Fades Newtown. Check it out. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.